Hello, everyone. I am so glad to be given the opportunity to preach today. You're my second audience, so thank you so much for, for being with us. Um, I want to begin first with two stories and then a third. So story number one, it is eight years ago, and I'm in St. Paul, Minnesota. It is most likely winter, and the winds are cold. I'm in, in an introductory physics class called Contemporary Concepts. Formerly, it was known as Physics for Poets, which is definitely my kind of physics class. And my classmates and I are sitting in a large lecture hall when our professor, Sung-Q Kim, tells us about the beginning of the cosmos and that our bones and our bodies are made of stardust. I write these words down in my notebook. I am made of stardust. I don't want to forget them. Story number two. It is two years ago, and I'm in my hometown of Ripon, Wisconsin. It is most likely winter, and the winds are cold once again. I'm in a small doctor's office at our local medical center when the doctor says, you have cancer, or I'm sorry, but it's cancer. I'm unsure of exactly what he said, because I don't write these words down. I don't want to remember them. Story number three, this time from Paul in his letter to the Romans. To set the mind on flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. You are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness." If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies, also through his spirit that dwells in you. Friends, winter is falling away. And as we sit firmly on the cusp of spring in the season of Lent, what do we make of these stories of flesh and bodies? these stories of spirit and belonging, these stories of embodiment. Growing up, I was told stories like the one given to me by my professor, Sung Kyu Kim, that our bodies were resilient and cosmic. I believed these stories for a long time. But when I was diagnosed with cancer, I felt an internal shift. I felt like I'd been betrayed by my body and I felt misunderstood by people I interacted with when they said, you're so strong, or you're so young, or you'll be okay. And I felt particularly failed by words like Paul's opening lines of today's scripture. To set the mind on flesh is death, but to set the mind on spirit is life and peace. Two years ago, all I could think about was my body. And it felt like words such as Paul's wanted me to bypass this moment of bodily crisis. I wonder if this has ever been the case for you or someone you hold dear. An unexpected diagnosis, a health scare, or maybe realizing you'll be treated differently because of your identity, 
or how you're aging, something that causes you to pause and reorient yourself. When we use language, especially theological language, that distances the body from God's presence, we can exasperate the vulnerability of the experience. We live in a world that often devalues the body. We're told we're too young or too old. We're either healthy or sick, ideal or flawed. We place attention on the body, but only when it serves us. In doing so, we create a relationship to the body that isn't flexible to the ever-changing nature of our lives. In doing so, we also privilege certain bodies and experiences of life. So I want to explore this scripture today, focusing on three elements. First, Paul's relationship with flesh in biblical times. Second, the relationship between belonging and God in this scripture. And finally, how we can invite embodiment into our lives as practices of faith. So first, I want to situate the story of Paul and how and why he comes to write about flesh and spirit. In this letter to the Romans, Paul is writing to a group of people whom he has yet to meet. He is promoting unity amongst Jewish and Gentile people in Rome and perceiving that there may be tension between these groups in terms of how they see distinctions between themselves and their relationship to Christ. He is writing to discuss the universal nature of both sin and God's righteousness, saying that the one who is righteous by faith will live. Paul describes sin as universal and writes that God condemned sin in the flesh, that flesh is the site of sin. In our scripture, we hear these words echoed, though the body is dead because of sin. Ascribing sin to flesh wasn't a new idea in Paul's time, but generally the body was treated more neutrally. In his letter, Paul echoes the ancient Greek philosophical belief that bodies and earthly substances were of low status. However, other ancient writers viewed the body and flesh with less judgment than Paul. They wrote of flesh as something that made up a body and was marked as low status. However, it wasn't inherently sinful. So why does Paul view the body with so much judgment and at times seems to equate flesh with sin? One possibility is that Paul himself had a contentious relationship with his body. Some interpreters believe that Paul may have been disabled or suffered from a long-lasting physical ailment. There's speculation that he could have had trouble seeing or that he may have had epilepsy or another disorder that caused seizures. Furthermore, from his letters, uh, his other letters, we find that some communities that Paul wrote to stigmatized him at times for his perceived weakness. So, Paul writes of the body and flesh as weak and mortal. I imagine Paul writing these letters, perhaps at times wanting to create distance from his physical body, his flesh, perhaps wanting to be in a different body or without pain, or without people staring or questioning his worth. The theologian Kai Moore writes that there is, quote, a need both in antiquity and today to resist reducing a person's worth to their appearance, health, or visible social status. 
Moore continues, Paul needed to locate his self-worth other than his immediate physical body because of the social situations which denied his flesh's worthiness. So here, I want to turn our attention to where Paul places God's presence in this scripture. Paul writes, but you are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit, since the spirit of God dwells in you. Out of all of the homes, all of the places that God could dwell, God chose a fleshy vessel for his son, Jesus. God chose to live in a body in this world, a body that would be marked and maimed and killed and somehow still live on. Our bodies are sites of belonging, sites of worthiness. When we divorce ourselves from our bodies or attach ourselves too tightly to our bodies, we lose connection to the sacred presence housed within us. So I wonder, how can our connection to the body be one that offers liberation instead of oppression? Can we cultivate practices that invite us to embody our inherent worthiness of God's love? One way to begin to answer this question is through exploring the role of the spirit. Theologian Shelley Rambo, in her wonderful book, Spirit and Trauma, describes the spirit of God as generative. God's presence is active and evolving, both between and beyond life and death. She describes how breath serves as the conduit to the spirit in our lives and in our bodies, saying, breath is not silence. Neither is it speech. It is the movement between the two, the possibility of both, and the witness to the impossibility and necessity of each. Our breaths serve as witness to our vulnerability, our mortality, the fact that we are always living on the cusp of life and death. Our breath also calls us to the present moment, that we are here and we are in our bodies, whether they are sick or healthy, old or young, or somewhere most likely in between. When we breathe deeply and fully into our own imperfect bodies, we can remind ourselves that God chose these bodies to create a home in. He chose a body to house his beloveds. What I particularly love about Rambo's thoughts on breath as witness and spirit as witness is that it offers a new entry point into Paul's letter. When we are embodied through breath, we invite in the spirit. We witness ourselves, and we can also witness each other more fully. Remember, Paul, perhaps struggling with his own body, perhaps tired of needing to explain or justify himself to the community. Remember his intent with this letter, inviting the Romans to see themselves as unified in Christ's love. Our bodies and our breath invites in the spirit, houses God's presence, and allows us to show up potentially with more vulnerability with each other. Friends, we are never just flesh. But perhaps when we center our fleshy vessels, we can find a more liberatory view of how God is present in our lives. What distances us from God's presence is when we view the body as only a body, 
when we tell each other or ourselves that there's only one way for a body to look or feel or grow. We distance ourselves from God's presence when we turn away from each other and our collective need to be seen. Our bodies carry wounds, and they also carry resilience. My body reminds me of eight years ago and that I'm made of stardust. It reminds me of two years ago and my journey with cancer. The cancer in my body was removed with the help of great doctors, but the long scar that zips up my left arm reminds me that to be human is to be vulnerable. Within this vulnerability, within our wounds, lies something sacred, God's presence. It is up to us, though, to turn towards this presence. For me, the scar reminds me of all of the people who held me and walk with me still as I work to understand all of the ways that that diagnosis shifted my life. When we started this Lenten journey with ashes on our forehead, we were briefly marked with a reminder of our finitude. We will return to dust. Paul may have viewed his body and bodies at times as distant from the spirit or of low status, but he also says the spirit of God dwells in you. God made a home in each of us. It's our collective call to remind each other that although we return to dust, our bodies in this world comes from the stars. We are both of this earth and beyond it, both of flesh and in spirit. Breathe in this moment. Feel the breath in your body. Our bodies were chosen as dwelling places, as reminders of where we will return, an invitation to witness ourselves and each other unified by love. Thanks be to God.